Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we talk about movies on this show. Uh, not new movies, older movies, sometimes older than others, depending on what's going on. But uh, on this episode we are going to talk about the 1999 version of The Mummy. Uh, of course we're doing this because the new version starring Tom Cruise is only a few weeks away. Uh, and interestingly, it seems like they're going for a similar action-adventure kind of route for it, rather than... Because you would almost think if they're rebooting that again, they'll go, oh, we'll, we'll go back to its horror roots or something like that. But it seems like this this version has actually been more of the inspiration for I, it. I wonder if that's just because nowadays when people think of The Mummy, they probably think more of this version. You know, general public. General public, sure. I, I can see that. Uh, but I... So, obviously, we're doing this one. We decided to do this one. Uh, that doesn't mean to say we'll never do any other Mummy movies. Although that may be more of a Streams After Midnight episode than it is a 121 in Flux episode. Uh, but this one is definitely... I mean, there's some a little, some small horror elements, sure. But it's an action-adventure. It, it's Indiana yeah. Jones. It of, is. I still see people say, oh, it's 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 a horror movie in parts. It's like, it, it's not. Nah, it's, it's just it's not. Got, it's got a couple of moments where they play up the horror, sure. But it's... It is not that type of movie. It's a wisecracking hero movie with comic relief. Like you say, Indiana Jones is the closest comparison. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about The Mummy in uh, 1999. I don't think we'll bother with a, a spoiler-free section. I feel like... Yeah. <laughs> I almost feel there's no point. I can't imagine... I can't imagine a lot of people having not seen this. And if you haven't... Uh, I guess you're either really young or you just never cared about it... it I don't know, it just feels like a movie that everyone's seen to me. I feel like I've never met anyone who's not seen this. Even you had no, seen this it. before this before I we had. did this show. I mean it'd been a long time and I yeah. hadn't seen it as you know, with adult eyes, but yeah. Yeah. I saw it a few times back when it came out. I, I remember quite liking it back in the back in the day. Uh, as yeah. a young 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 boy, young lad. Um this has been my first time watching it in maybe a decade. I remember watching it when I first got the Blu ray. Because uh, that was a thing. So, you know, this has been about a decade, maybe just under a decade since I last watched it. Alright, so, uh, I guess first things first, does it hold up? Did did we like it again this time? I think it's enjoyable enough. <laughs> it's enjoyable enough. That, yeah. Uh, that, that was positive, but not a ringing endorsement. I don't think it's a great movie by any stretch of the imagination, but mm-hmm. I mean, I had fun. Yeah, I, I have fun too. It, it does feel kind of like, and I, I hate to be mean about it, but it really does feel like, uh, like discount Spielberg or, yeah, or no, not even not even specifically Spielberg, just discount good director. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, that sounds really bad. And it, it's not that it's badly directed; it's it's fame. Like it's it's it's, just, it's it's kind of by the numbers, isn't it? Yeah, it's competent. There's there's nothing about it in the direction that makes me go, "Oh, this is this was a visionary. This is a guy who really like like went for a style or really went for something." It's it's very competent and it's very solid, but nothing exceptional. Yeah, there's no point where you go, "Oh, that that's bad." You know, something was really wrong there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the reason I think that obviously became more clear as we seen more, I seen more of his movies. Like Mummy Returns was, I actually don't hate Mummy Returns. Again, from memory, it's been a long time since I have seen Mummy Returns, but you know, not great. And 
I think he also did the third one, and it was like one of the most dire experiences of my life trying to get through that. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever saw the third one. I know people like his second, movie. Second, second one's in London, right? Yes, uh, at least yes, part of I've, it. Yeah, I've, I've definitely seen that one. Yeah, yeah, because uh, their homes in London. They've got a big mansion yeah. <laughs> at the start of the second one. They've got a kid. Uh, but the, the 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 yeah, I think people like his. Uh, He's got one film that he did before this. Uh, I think it's called Deep Rising, which I've never seen, but I know some people like that. Uh, but I don't think he ever really had big success after this. I'm talking about Stephen Summers, of course. I don't think I said his name before. Uh, Stephen Summers directed this. I, I really don't think he's done anything. It kind of seems like he's just a, a go-to Hollywood man. You know, he's just, okay, just wants something doing. In fact, not only that, he's made some stuff that I really really dislike uh, oh. I, I mean obviously I mentioned The Mummy but I really hate Van Helsing last time I watched that I was very very drunk so <laughs> <laughs> you know I can't really speak I, to the quality of that one. I saw that in the movies when it came out and I really really did not like it it turns out he didn't actually direct the third Mummy by the way, <laughs> I was just to point oh, okay. that out. Okay, so so that someone else gets the blame for that. Yeah, I I I kind of threw him threw him in there with that, and it wasn't him. I think I think that was actually Brett Ratner. Now that I'm thinking about it, but uh, even more of a that ex- reason that explains it. Yeah, um, <laughs> you, know, you you said that he kind of reminds me of Brett Ratner in, in the same sort of way. You know, just like someone in Hollywood where oh we need a movie, mm. we need we need someone to direct this thing. Let's ah yeah. uh, he'll do. He's not actually done that many. He did, he did GI Joe Rise of the Cobra. Which oh, I never the first saw. or the second one? That's the first one. Right, okay. I think the second one was meant to be better. <laughs> well, I've never watched them either. I'll take your word for it. Uh, I really did hate Van Helsing, though. And I, I remember thinking it was weird watching Van Helsing, that he was doing this movie that, that brought in every other universal monster, but didn't really do much with the mummy, because he didn't want to do a mummy thing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just kind of weird uh, in that sense. But I just didn't like that movie that much. But the mummy, the mummy is fun. Like as much as I'm, I've kind of pointed out a few things. That maybe it it does feel like kind of typical, but I think it's a very solid typical. Like I think watching this, yeah. it's it's very uh, cohesive. It's it's very pacing's pretty good. You've got a good strong cast. I think the reason why this movie was even successful, to be honest, and why it is still very watchable, is its cast. I think uh, Brendan Fraser isn't exactly the biggest actor in the world, but he is actually quite a likable, charming lead. Yeah, he's got he's got charisma, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, Rachel Weisz is very good. Probably probably the best actual like actor actor in the movie. Yeah, yeah, she she's very good. Uh, and then John Hanna, despite the fact that he is painfully not, his accent in this movie is a thing of absolute shambles. I, I wondered how long we'd get talking about him before we got into his accent. <laughs> oh, it's the first thing I'm bringing up because yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. It was atrocious. Don't get me wrong; he's actually very funny. Like, he's good in the movie. But, yeah, I like him. But I swear, it's like some sentences he's trying to sound English, some sentences he starts off English and ends in Scottish, some sentences he's just Scottish the entire time, and I don't know what he does I doing that. I swear, every so often, he, when he's around the Americans, I swear sometimes he's basically American instead of English. <laughs> oh, God, I just, don't know what that man was doing with his accent, but it was not good. You get the feeling, though, that no one. I mean, you'd imagine Rachel Weiss would have, like noticed because like you should at least notice that it's not constantly being english if nothing else whereas but at least get that Stephen summers and maybe like brendan fraser and like a lot of the people on set 
maybe just didn't notice because it's not an accent there. You know, the accents yeah, are cl- close enough as far as they're concerned. Yeah, but <laughs> maybe it's just awkward for like, you know, Rachel like just one day on said, "Hey, John." Your accent's a bit shit. You want to, <laughs> you want to, want to try and I think, tidy it I think up. she was just too embarrassed to say anything to anyone, and no one told him that it was bad. Do you know what I think? I still, I'd, actually, I'd actually bother me less, because I might be brother and sister, but it would actually bother me less if they just said, you know what, John, screw it, just use your accent. Just say, you're brother and sister, but you, you went and spent some time in Scotland. Yeah, you went, you went to a school in Scotland for your childhood, and you developed an accent, and that's it. That, that's fine. Yeah. Instead, we get this back and forth mixed thing that's just constantly going back and forth. And, it is, and it is the, it's the worst thing that he does in this movie, because otherwise he does a perfectly fine performance. Oh, he's great. He's, 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 he's fantastic comic relief. The, the, the movie has almost too much comic relief, because you've got him, uh, who's great. You've got Benny, who's pretty funny for, for the majority of the screen time. You've got the, uh, the, the guy who's going to hang uh, yeah. Brendan Fraser's character. Uh, Rick, his name is. I'm just looking over the names. Uh, like he, he was uh, pretty funny. I mean, he wasn't in it for as long, uh, but he, he had some pretty funny scenes. Yeah, definitely. So, no, there's, there's good comic relief, and that that's kind of you know why it's not a horror movie. Is it's comic relief, it's adventure, it does action scenes. That when the mummy actually does start to become a thing, and he, we've got the army of mummies that are fighting. You know, it's it's a guy waving a sword at CGI monsters and rolling around and ducking them and diving, and it's like it's fine, it's fun, but it's not horror. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, no. But, and like even, I say, it's it's fun. Yeah, and they even poke fun at it. At one, at one point, uh, like they open the book and we go, and you hear the whoosh, like you know, the, the gust of wind, yeah. and you know, Rick looks up and goes, "That happens a lot around here." Like acknowledging the the stupid spooky effect like right yeah. away like the horror elements are there for almost camp they are they are it's it, it is played almost satirically yeah so yeah it's definitely not a horror movie i think that's pretty clear it's, it's a but as a popcorn summer movie it's pretty enjoyable it's it's uh solid enough to, i think this obviously won't let the second one down probably was the script uh, and also some uh, PS1 video game graphics at the end that were supposed to be CG. <laughs> uh, that, that Scorpion King enters my nightmares for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> oh. Then the actual movie... I love the idea that like <laughs> 15 years later you're still scared of this thing. <laughs> it uh, still haunts you. The actual Scorpion King movie is... Because the Mummy Returns isn't terrible to watch though, because it still has the cast and it's still you know they still have chemistry. They're still having yeah, you know. Uh, but the actual Scorpion King movie is completely irredeemable, and it's like it's one of the few movies where after I watched it, I just went. That was a one out of ten. Get it out of my sight. I, I want nothing to do I, with I it. I have never had the misfortune of watching it. Oh, I hated it. I'm probably exaggerating. I'm sure like now I've seen so much crap that it wouldn't even seem as bad as it did back when I watched it. Yeah, but yeah. It was... Maybe it's a ten three. Yeah, but oh jeez, uh, that was. <laughs> That was rough. Oh dear. Uh, all things. I think the score's fantastic. I think the music's great. Oh, here comes Mister Music Snob to pick apart that comment. Oh. I'm just. I'm, I'm trying to phrase this diplomatically. It is sometimes great. Sometimes I hated what it was doing with a passion. Oh, what did you hate what what it was doing? There were times where it would almost do, you know, the the, the big horror strings, the hoon, hoon, and it would do it like with brass and drums and everything all at once, out of nowhere. It's like, 
Why are you doing this? Okay, okay. I, I'm, like, th- I'm thinking. What, what is that doing here? I'm thinking it's main themes. It's you know the main heroic theme, the the Evelyn theme. There's a lot of themes that play throughout, and they, no, they no, all right, work which really is why well. I said it's 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 often great, but then it has these moments where I just like, what is it doing? What is this doing in this movie? It makes no sense. Hey, it's Jerry Goldsmith here. He's he's, he's hardly an amateur. Let's let's give him. No, some I know, but I don't, I, I'm still gonna call it. It feels <laughs> like he was just going. It, it feels like sometimes he thought the scenes were intended to be straight horror, like he because he was mm. seeing some of them without the context. He was going, okay, I know what this is. And then was just doing like a, a horror score for it, but he wasn't playing up the, the satirical nature of it. Okay, okay, uh, it's, it sounds fantastic though. I'll say that uh, the the DTS HD Master Audio on the Blu-ray is goddamn beautiful. It's actually it's, I'm sure it is. It's one of the things that's getting really funny now as we keep going through time because I remember when. Like the, the movies from this, the sort of late nineties, early two thousands, were like, oh, this is these are the new movies. They look fantastic on disc. They sound great on disc because this is when five point one mixing was really hitting yeah. its stride, and it was really good. And it's just funny now that now movies that are like hitting twenty years old are at that are still like there's almost been no change. Like sound mixes are just as good. Yeah, yeah. Back then, as they are now, for the most, and that's not to say that anyone now is doing anything wrong. It's just oh no, you've 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 sussed it. You've you've, you've yeah. peaked. Yeah, they're great. Like. And that's why they're trying really gimmicky things, like having speakers on the ceiling and speakers on the floor and all these other wacky ideas. You say gimmicky, but they are pretty fantastic. You know what? I'm sure they're fine, but the thought of installing them in my house is kind of... A nightmare, yeah. 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 But that is why you get the cinema experience. (laughs) Sure. Sure. But I'll get to see it in the cinema once, or maybe a few times while it's playing. Like, you know, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be watching it at home. That's true, that's true. But so, they've got to have something to keep people going to those cinemas. So the 5.1 is the... I mean, obviously a lot of people have 7.1, but 5.1, 7.1, that's the baseline. That's the that's what people yeah. keep coming back to. Uh, but no, it's, I really like the music. Uh, that's really good. Uh, what did you think of the effects? Because obviously at the time when this came out, this was a big CG like Marvel. This is, oh, this is one of the biggest effects movies there has been. Honestly, I think mostly it holds up all right. Like, I mean... I, it's I think, not amazing. Yeah, I think I can always tell it's CG. Uh, it looks old but good, if that sounds right. Yeah, like you can tell it was amazing at its time. Yeah, but I do have... There was one or two things that did really bother me. Uh, I thought the Scarab Beetles looked pretty shitty. Yep. Whenever they were around. Uh, and then the other thing I thought looked really bad was actually on the title screen. Not, not the actual text, because obviously that's CG, but that's okay to look CG because it's text. Yeah. Uh, it was the Anubis statue behind it. Mm. Mm, Not so okay. much when it got to the top, but it was the start. It was t- the camera was like you know tilting up, going yeah, up there, yeah. and it was the feet and all that. It's because it was nighttime and it was really dark to lit. It just looked really fake. Uh, no, no, I agree. With that. And that like I said th- there were a couple of times that the scarabs in particular, mm. where I was like, eh, okay, that hasn't aged so well. But the most part, like the, the mummy itself, still looks pretty good. Yeah. It, it, it's it's weird because I'm like okay that this is pretty good, but at the same time I'm like this is nothing compared to what we see now. It's like you can see the difference in quality, but you kind of like, you don't shudder and go oh god. Get yeah, it. it's not something you hold against it. You go no, you know what you did at the time with your limitations. This was solid work. Yeah, because uh, most of the 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 extras actually on the disc are basically all about the effects. So that's what they wanted to talk about. We got effects. There's, you know, uh, and maybe that's why the story's pretty typical. It's a pretty simple story because it is all yeah. about the effects. It was just a, a showcase movie. I will say this. 
I think Egyptian curses are really stupid. Right, so so the opening of the movie, uh, our mummy, Imhotep, uh, is having it off with the pharaoh's wife, and for this they get, you know, through this, this uh, mummy ritual, this really specific one, this specific curse, uh, where if they ever if he ever gets awakened, he will have the plagues of Egypt, he'll have all these powers, he'll basically be a god, and the entire world will suffer. Why? Why does the rest of the world suffer? You want to punish him? I don't get it. don't really have an answer for you is it punishing the people who woke him up i i think it's meant to be you know punish his his worshippers his followers you know, like if you try you, you can you might succeed in getting him out but you're gonna suffer for it i guess <laughs> it's just i'm just saying that and this no, is not necessarily, this no, isn't no. necessarily the movie's fault because i'll not that specific curse but i know like there's a lot of actual like, when I say actual curses, I mean at least they believed that they were doing curses and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, or not the reels up up for plenty of debate, but it, it just, to me, it doesn't make much sense logically. Like, no, no, just, no. just put a curse on him to keep him dead. Done. I agree. It also makes me laugh that it's called The Mummy, and he's not a mummy. Because uh, yeah. he doesn't get mummified, he just gets shoved in the, in the sarcophagus. That's very true. That's very true. Um... But he was wrapped in bandages, and I think for the public, that's close enough. Fun. <laughs> uh, I've never seen him walking around in bandages, though. There was just like this skeleton kind of. Yeah, I kind of liked his look. You know, like where he was almost transparent. You can see like there's no organs in there. They were gone, but there was just bits of skin. Yeah, maybe the new movie will have an actual mummy. Mummy. I'm not. Holding my breath for it, uh, though. Maybe we made a whole thing. I can see it doing this exact same thing where it gains strength and becomes more human, so that we can just have an actor. Yeah, you know, probably. being the being the character. But I, I can see it doing this. Oh, obviously, it's it's big sequence that everyone talked about at the time was the wall of sand when the when the mummy when Imhotep like chases the plane that's got Rick and uh, like John Hannah's character on it and. Uh, creates the wall of sand but his face is in the sand and then at one point his mouth opens up and it's like the big giant mouth of sand coming for them it's pretty cool it's a pretty fun sequence i don't think i realized back you know in day when i was watching this that the character the pilot the sort of uh, i think his name is winston he's this british pilot he's basically mm. introduced in one scene before this <laughs> just so they can go to him later to be a pilot <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty light. Uh, whereas I thought the characters were really one of the stuff I really liked about it early on is that so they they get Rick to help show them the the path to uh, Hamanaptra, which is the city of the dead where they're hoping to find stuff. Uh, and obviously it's John Hanna and Rachel Weisz, and there's this like rival like group of Americans who are going as well, and they make a bet, and it's kind of this fun rivalry kind of thing going yeah, on. Yeah, they've got their guide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact. Going back to it, because obviously Benny's their guide for them, you know, well, Rick's the, the guide for our main characters. But one of my favourite uh, jokes in the movie, actually, is when Rick finds Benny on the boat. And, he, you know, he, and obviously we see at the start of the movie, Benny basically leaves him to die. So Rick's rightly a little bit pissed. And he, he grabs him and he's like, think of my children. You don't have any children. Someday I might. And that's a pretty <laughs> funny joke. It's good, yeah. That's a pretty good joke. Uh, no, that got me. 
Yeah. Nah. Nah. There's some good lines. Like I, I was almost surprised by how much it was making me chuckle throughout. Like it has a lot of good lines. And I, 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 I think that's what does keep it enjoyable. You, you're never bored because yeah. you never go more than five minutes before someone cracks a one-liner. Which, yeah, you know, it's it's something. Yeah. It's. I, 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 like I say, I, I think it always comes back to that. I think it is the the characters, the the cast, and their chemistry uh, that that makes it work. And I, I think it's why. Even though the plot, from what I remember of the second movie, is absolute trash, at least it's watchable because it is the same characters interacting. I think where it maybe falls, and I think it, I think it does fall a little bit in the second. Because I think if I remember correctly, in the second one, they get separated for some time, and that's a bit of an issue. Well, I can uh, imagine it would be. Yeah, and obviously in the third one, they recast Evelyn, which it's like, what's the point? The characters made the movie. You, you yeah, can tell me introduce a new character at that point. Yeah, you can tell me it's about the effects, and the effects are a big part of it. But I, I think ultimately this movie is about the characters. It's about the chemistry. It's about her clearly fancying him, but not wanting to, and him being the roguish, you know, hero who, you know, has a heart of gold deep down in there, but he's very brash and yeah. all the rest of it. So, I, I think that's ultimately what the movie has going for it. Yeah, definitely. I think, like you say, it's those characters that make it that it's still enjoyable today when, you know, the effects aren't a wow factor anymore by any standards. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's these other things that, you know, go, oh, yeah, I can still have fun with this. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the ending's kind of fun because we get them, like I say, sword fighting a bunch of uh, a bunch of CGI mummies and it's, it's all kind of brisk and light-hearted. It's very, you know swashbuckling like Errol Flynn pirates sort of thing yeah uh, some of it's pretty funny as well the, the way he'll, he'll elbow one of them or uh, like he'll, one behind him like he stabs the other one in front of him in the head and he doesn't see it coming he just gets lucky and it's kind of a funny thing yeah. it makes me wonder like how much it was choreographed like did they know what the movements were and they taught them to Brendan Fraser or did they say right you just do it and we'll animate them around you <laughs> I imagine it was choreographed, though, because imagine how much extra hassle it would be to have to be creative and work around it rather than having it planned out in advance and going, right, we got this, we know what we've got to do. You know, I know it is, I, I, even though I ponder it, but part of me likes the idea that he could have just went up there and like pretended and just play, you know, basically <laughs> play fault with the air. And just yeah. yeah, you can work around me. <laughs> I, I think that's a credit to his acting then in this scene. The fact that he can make you question that you know, and, and come off that, uh, eff- that he's doing it that effortlessly when when you know it must be that choreographed. Oh, yeah, oh, that's fair. Um, yeah, I I think, uh, the, I mean, the ending's fine. I, I think the ending's enjoyable. It does get a little bit, uh, like, I, I don't think I ever really cared about the plot that the mummy was trying to do. If, no. Like, you know, he's trying to resurrect his wife, he's doing this, yeah, he's doing yeah, that. I didn't care about that. I was just yeah. like, alright, come on, let's let's have some more fun. And the closest thing to the horror stuff that I liked was when he was hunting down like the, the you know, the, the Americans who opened his chest. Mm, that's pretty good. Uh, I I liked the cell you know, the shadow of the uh, the man who like, you just see him like get like the life sucked out of him and like shadow. So he just gets really skinny. Yeah, yeah. And then uh Emotep walks into frame with just like a bit of his mouth missing now and he, he the thing crawls on his face and he chews it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, which is basically like the, the You effects. know, um, well, when we went down and uh, the guy had his eyes out and his tongue, mm. 
Like that was a pretty cool moment in terms of you know we didn't see the horror, but you know you see the effects of it. Yeah, well, I mean, you get a little bit of the suspense before the whole thing happens because he, he, you know, his glasses get smashed and he stands up and he's yeah, like reaching yeah. around. And that that was maybe like that, and then when they get hunted down, is probably the most horror the movie got because every time Rick was on screen, it didn't. There was no chance it was going to feel like a horror movie. No, it couldn't, could it? No. Uh, and even Evelyn, who's a really likable character, Evelyn's kind of, she's, you know, that uptight, you know, librarian, basically, but she's also a clutch, she's also all these things, and, uh, but they have really good chemistry, uh, which, and I've said that a lot, they, they, I mean, they all yeah. have good chemistry, uh, but, I mean, if I'm going to compare it to, like, Star Wars, say, there is, like, this trio at the, the centre of the no, story, is, yeah. uh, and she is kind of very Leia, not exactly, but there was a... A fair there, bit of there's a... definitely that in there, yeah. Yeah, and Rick is less uh, less Luke Skywalker and more Han Solo, and then we don't really have a Luke Skywalker. We have a John Hanna. Uh... <laughs> yeah, he is his own beast. <laughs> yeah, so but I think there's definitely some parallels you can draw in there if you were really wanting to look for them. Yeah. Um, but that's 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 the mummy. That's basically it. Is there anything in the plot you want to talk about? We haven't really talked about the, the plot overly much. <laughs> Not particularly, because, like I said, I, I was never that invested in the plot. It never really mattered to me. It was just kind of the vehicle for for these three characters to just kind of have some fun. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like to me as well. Uh, I did, I did like the, the the sort of the revelation that the like the head librarian or what you know whatever his actual position was was one of the the secret order that protected Hamanaptra so that yeah. he would never get risen. Because uh, I actually, on a rewatch, because I already knew that, when he accidentally burns the map at the start of the movie, you can sort of see that he's intentionally holding it over the flame, and it's, it's very intentional. It's just an, it's, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I caught that. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, speaking of the start of the movie, when they introduce Evelyn, she's in the library and she's on the ladder, and she she ends up like trying to put the book back, and she ends, then the ladder goes upright, and she's like trying to, she's basically on stilts on the ladder, trying to like. Yeah. Um, two things. I thought it was really impressive that I couldn't spot the stunt double. When I went to mm-hmm. the wide shot, they did a really good job of hiding it. So that's a impressive, uh, and b I, I did appreciate the art, the artistry and having to physically do this on set, where she knocks down all the the bookcases and the domino in a circle. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I hope they got that in one go because that'll be hell to set up again for another take. That's why you pay a lot of set people just to be there to move things and put things back in place. Ah, uh, I know. But even even for you know a team of ten people, that's <laughs> still effort. That was a big room. It was a big room. Uh, in fact, if, anything, if, if I'm going to talk about direction, it's maybe the only time the camera did something really interesting. Was it follows them go round in a circle, and then as it gets back round to her, she stands up into frame. It's like it's, it was yeah, the one it's all in the one take. Isn't yeah, it? it was the one time I felt like there was some proper choreography with the camera work going on. Where it, was, mm. it wasn't bad, the rest of the movie, like I say, it was just yeah, it was typical, dependable. Yeah, um, standard. I think I had more fun than I expected to going in because, like I said, I, I'd enjoyed it. A long time ago, but I wasn't really expecting it to hold up. I think it's definitely not something I could watch again too soon. I th- but I think every like say five years at yeah, least. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Five, six years or so. I could enjoy it again. I, I think it would be fresh enough again that I could get into it. Uh, and the stuff that does make it work still now is the characters, it is the chemistry, it is the jokes. Uh, yeah, and that's the sort of stuff that will last the test of time. You know, if you want to watch this in thirty years. That's you know, no matter how awful the CG may look at that stage, you're it, still going to enjoy that stuff. All right, let's uh, do some ratings before we before we wrap up. So, out of ten, Ginger. 
Uh, I think I'll go with a, a 6.5. It's it's enjoyable, but it's not necessarily a good movie. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to go slightly, I'm going to go with a seven. I think I'm going to go just slightly higher. I think I think it's very good at what it is. Yeah, that's I, fair. I, oh, that's a great movie by any means. Um, I, I would never go higher than a seven, but I just I feel like for what it is, it's a very solid, capable, enjoyable, inoffensive movie. Yeah, I can't argue too much with a seven. Yeah, uh, so that, that that'd be where I'd land. Um, <laughs> so something light to watch with maybe the kids, you know. Uh, yeah. On a weekend, I think it's it's a pretty enjoyable little time for that kind of thing. It's kind of weird how uh, like this is something. That, I mean, this came out when I was ten when this came out, and we're at reboot time. It's, it's starting to feel weird that stuff that <laughs> was new. Yeah, like I mean, obviously, the Mummy wasn't an original film either. It was the original Mummy came out in nineteen thirty-three, I think the year was, but it, it just in the sense that this new one's more of a mainstream, big-budget action movie. That it feels yeah. more like a reboot of this than it does. It does else. Uh, in the same way that this doesn't really feel like a reboot of that Mummy, does it? Nah, it's nah. like it's like no, this is just taking the spiritual concept and doing something completely different. Yeah. So th- this new one does feel like it's it pertains more to this than anything else. Yeah. It does look darker though. Just from the trailers, it looks like it's got more of an edge to it. Like there's going to be more threat, mm. and maybe that would lead to a little bit of horror. Uh, yeah, and and maybe it'll just lead to a more interesting plot if you care a bit more because yeah. there's threat. Uh, given that it's Tom Cruise and given that he seems to be doing some stunts, it really does feel like it's going to be like like do you know how the last one was Indiana Jones but with Mummy. This one's going to be Mission Impossible, but with the mummy, <laughs> it kind yeah, of feels yeah. like that going in. Uh, yeah, maybe, I'm maybe okay with that. Yeah, oh, that'd be fun. I honestly, my expectations for this mummy movie are like just a just zero, not, not negative, not yeah, positive. I, I don't just have any expectations of it. It's like okay, completely flat. I, I've seen a trailer, but I still don't really know what I'm going to get out of this movie. I, I, I don't, I, which is why I'm think I'm jumping to Mission Impossible, but with a supernatural threat because it's just all I can compare it to. Yeah based on the trailers. Uh, and obviously this is going to be the start of their, their shared monster universe, which I like the idea of doing this, because before Marvel, long before Marvel, they were doing this in the 30s and 40s. This was a thing. Yeah, but wasn't Dracula Untold, or whatever that I think was Dracula Untold? Wasn't that supposed to be the start of this? Well, not really, because it, it wasn't made that way. They decided... It wasn't made that way, but then they said, oh yeah, this is the start of it. Yeah, but then it bombed, and they said, yeah, never mind. Uh, we, we just made that up anyway. <laughs> Because they did make yeah. it up. It wasn't filmed. They didn't write yeah, the script yeah. thinking it was going to start this. Whereas we already know that in this Mummy movie, uh, Russell Crowe's in it as Dr. Jekyll. Ah, oh, I did not know that. But that's yeah. cool. It's seeding things for future I, movies. This is the thing. I've not looked into this movie like at all. I've seen one trailer, and that's all I know. And I like the idea of a shared universe that isn't superhero-related. You know? Yeah, yeah. And this... you're, you're clearly not super into the King Arthur one. <laughs> and that's that. That looks like it's tanking horrendously. Don't worry, you've still got your Robin Hood one coming. That's also going to tank horrendously. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, but you know, like the Godzilla King Kong monster verse, this classic Universal verse. Like, I'm interested in seeing these working out because I, I think they could be interesting and different because they they have this different focus. It's yeah, just a case I think of also well, they can good. do completely different style of films within the universe as yeah. well like superhero films you, you, you're doing superhero movies in your universe are you for the you know 95 percent of it yeah if, if mommy's the big action movie you could make you know you can still do a horror movie yeah and have it, it in this invisible universe. man could be more of a comedy uh like you know dracula yeah, you, can be more can, of a horror 
you can do a thriller. Like yeah. you can do all those things with these creatures. Whereas yeah. with a superhero universe, you you you're pretty much locked into superhero movies, aren't you? For the most part, obviously they've squeezed in some like science fiction. Yeah, yeah, uh, you got a bit of leniency like here and but, there, but yeah. For the most part. So no, uh, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful the new one will be fun. I have no idea though. I have no expectations. So no, we'll none, none whatsoever. We'll see how it works out. We'll, we'll see in a few weeks. Yeah, I, I was just trying to think if I've, if I've got a definitive favorite mummy movie. I don't think I do because the mummy's never been one of my favorite of like the Universal monsters. It's always it's, it's, it's probably my least favorite of that early set. It is for me as well. Like, I like Frankenstein, Dracula, Invisible Man, Wolfman, yeah. all more. Yeah, same. Uh, and not because I dislike the idea of the mummy, just the movies themselves. I think they're all better movies. Yeah. That has been The Mummy. Uh, let us know what you think of this movie in the comments below. Of course, uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff. And if you want to help us out uh, a bit more than that, you can go to patreon.com slash TV. And this is important, actually, because uh, one of the benefits of being a patron over there at the $5 tier and up is that you get to vote on a bonus episode of this, of 1.21 in Flux. And the vote for the next one is up. It is going to be up until the last day of the month, 31st of May. Uh, the actual episode will be done sometime early to mid-June, uh, but the voting's up till the end of the month. Uh, typically, you'll get a little bit more time than this, but this is because, obviously, we just started the Patreon this month, so things were a little bit more condensed. But there's four options that you can vote for. Uh, the options are Waking Life, uh, which is a Richard Linklater film uh, from 2001, uh, The Bad Sleep Well, which is a Japanese Akira Kurosawa film, uh, Escape from Alcatraz, which stars Clint Eastwood and is a prison escape movie uh, from 1979, and The Keep uh, from 1983, which is a sort of thriller, Michael Mann, um, sort of almost horror story, uh, from what I can tell. Uh, but that's the the four options. So you can vote in them up to the end of the month if you're on if you're a patron at the five dollar tier up. So obviously everyone gets the episode though. Uh, obviously patrons get it a week early because that's one of their perks. Uh, as we mentioned last week with. Uh, what was last week's movie? Wonder, Wonder Woman? Woman? Yeah. <laughs> Just keeping it straight in my head. Uh, pa- Patreon gets gets the episodes a week in advance for a dollar, so uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, the next one's already up on Patreon, so if you just spend a dollar, you get the next one, so... There's, there's some bonuses to be had if you want to help us out, but if not, that's cool. Like and subscribing and just watching the videos helps too, so... Uh, yeah, so thank you. Thank you for all of it, so... Uh, yeah, so let us know what you think of the movie, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. Get us individually on Twitter. I'm at wibble89. Connor's at ConorRyan94. But that is us. So thank you once again for watching. We'll see you next time.